After all the doom and gloom rotations and whatnot on Friday after the loss to the Phoenix Suns, the Pelicans get a big win with Zion Williamson back. Not a shocker, but some things work particularly well for New Orleans, and there were a few surprise performances that we'll break down in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go! You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this, maybe Sunday when you're listening to it, but Monday show, a victorious one for the Pelicans as they beat the Los Angeles Clippers 112-191, straight up roll that team. Always a little bit easier when Zion Williamson comes back as guys slot into their normal roles. We'll break down the performance from Zion because you did see point Zion in this one. I want to look at some standout performances from Devontae Graham and in particular Najee Marshall. And then the defense. Goodness, the defense was good in this one. That's the roadmap for today's show. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all like no one else is, even with some bonus weekend shows, breaking down everything you want to know about this team completely free five days a week. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Tell a friend about the show and leave a five-star review with a comment and comment down below on YouTube. That's the number one thing you can do to help support Locked On Pelicans. So let's get into it. The good performance from this team. Zion Williamson, after this team looked a little off, this team really did look off for that first quarter of this game. Maybe it was the noon LA time tip off, probably after partying a little bit in LA over the weekend on a Saturday night in some capacity. LA nightlife is often very undefeated, but it lost this game. So they looked a little bit out of sorts, and then in the second quarter, they really settled down and went to work, and things just went right for the New Orleans Pelicans. Zion in this one, 21 points on the night, 9 of 17 shooting, getting his touch back, starting to look a little bit better when it comes to the type of shots that you want him taking in the scoring around the rim, and then more importantly, dishing assists. He looked very, very good in this one as he was dishing to open shooters, to cutters, whatever it was that he needed to, he hit the open men and really got out there. They're giving him seven assists on the night in this one, which is exactly what you want to see. And three of them went to Najee Marshall. Two of them went to Devontae Graham. He assisted on four made three-pointers out of his seven assists. Two to Marshall, two to Graham. He had another assist to Najee down below the basket in this one. This was Point Zion. This is his court gravity doing the work and making it so that people key in on him. And when you look at those assists, a couple of really nice wraparound passes to the corner shooters that were out there. Look at how many guys are around him. Here's a tip. You can go to NBA.com slash stats. Go to the box score for this game. You can click on the seven assists that Zion has and you can watch them all. Look at how many dudes are around Zion whenever he has the ball down low. When he's on the three-point line, they don't do that. When he's in mid-range, they don't do that. They collapse on him when he is down low and it opens things up for his teammates. And when those teammates are on, 
They're going to drain some threes like they did in this game. This is exactly what you wanted to see. This was the hope. And we'll look at Devontae Graham a little bit more in the next segment and Najee Marshall too because he was great on both sides of the ball. But this is what they kind of hoped for by building this roster out. You have a shooter in Trey Murphy that actually can space the court a little bit for Zion. And then you hope that he just creates enough open looks for other guys that they knock down those shots and make teams pay for throwing two, three, sometimes four bodies at Zion. And this one, it worked. So when you see him struggling around the rim, it's still okay because his presence out there is so important to this team and him still attacking the basket even when he's missing layups is still important because of the attention it commands from the defense. And when guys hit their shots, it looks pretty beautiful. And the Pelicans shot, we're rounding up 42% from three in this one, 15 of 36. That's the type of deep threats you need around him. Trey Murphy, three made threes. Najee Marshall, three made threes. CJ McCollum, four made threes. Devontae Graham, three made threes. And while we're talking about Zion, don't forget how important CJ was in this one, really getting his shot to go a little bit more. We've seen him assist in the past, but with Zion out there being the focal point and being your assist guy, the one kind of with the offense flowing through him, it allowed CJ to do other things. He looked for early offense when he had the ball too, knowing that if you're running down the court in the fast break, you have two defenders almost always looking for Zion, so he's going to have a little bit more space. So he'd take a three early on in the shot clock. He'd make a three. He'd take a deep three if he needed to as well. And he did. When his game starts to get back to normal and he's hitting those shots, this is why I think, and you've probably thought it too, that this could be a top five offense in the league pretty easily and easily could be the best offense in the league. And in terms of numbers, they're right up there right now. CJ with 22 points on the night. He was the leading scorer for New Orleans and he didn't even get to the free throw line in this one. This was just guys slotting into their regular roles with Zion back and making their lives easier. I saw a lot being made about the rotations on Twitter after the game on Friday. Look, when you're down three starters and you have three backups into the starting lineup, your end of bench is going to be weak. You're going to have to play guys like Garrett Temple and others just because you simply need bodies out there and you can't play guys 48 minutes per game or even in a game. So it's just one of those things. But it shows you that when you get one key piece back, Zion in this case, Things just open up and guys kind of naturally end up in the way that they need to to go. You didn't need a ton out of Jonas in this. You needed him to play bully ball at times down low, but really grab some rebounds. And they were worried about him scoring over a guy like Zubac. So they put out, you know, uh, double teams on him and he was able to pass out of it. And it just things opened up. And when guys, most importantly, are knocking down shot after shot, Life's good. Life is easy. That's why you see performances like this where New Orleans just goes out and like really sticks it to the Clippers, like really sticks it to the Clippers. And the Clippers had no answer to this. They tried throwing a zone out there at times and that worked a little bit. But New Orleans has so many offensive threats and they actually had shooters. And while you shoot out of the zone and they've got to stop doing that zone because they can't keep giving up those open three-point looks, which they were doing. So you still see Zion, even when he's not with the ball down low, just his mere presence on the court forcing a zone by the Clippers. Didn't really work, and the Pelicans just ran away with this one in the second half. They looked just flat-out awesome. They won the third quarter 26-15, to and then won the fourth quarter 34-24. to that is a pretty abysmal performance from the Clippers in this one, just 39 points in the second half. And that's after they kept turning the ball over in the first quarter alone, but really just settled in, got on the same page, that lack of communication went away, and they went and just 
did their thing. Like this was a Pelicans game. They played the way they wanted to points in the paint in particular, dominating that one, a a game after not against the Phoenix Suns, 54 to 34, exactly what you wanted to see out of this team, exactly what we expect out of this team too. And it was a great win. And it's nice to see Zion back out there on the court, not even 100% fully healthy and just making a huge impact with everything that he was doing. So coming up, let's look at Najee Marshall and Devontae Graham, two big performances for both of them. They were great in this win. They don't win without both those guys playing the way that they did. Let's take a look at their performances coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net, your number one source for betting football and basketball this season. So you can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, in-depth analysis on every single game. They also have live in-game betting. So when you saw the Pelicans starting to run away with this one in the second half, should have jumped on that second half line. You'd have won a lot of money betting on it today, knowing that New Orleans was going to end up getting this one by a strong margin. So as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with that, yeah, live in-game betting. It's the easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events. So head to the website today, use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action happening right now over at BetOnline.net, BetOnline, where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday, completely free, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. No one else is coming to you like this. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube and comment down below on YouTube. Oh, by the way, we are completely free. And now for your next listen, get caught up on just all of sports in general with the biggest stories. And that is going to be the Locked On Sports Today podcast. You get the local experts giving you their insight on the biggest sports stories across all sports in like a 20-minute show on Locked On Sports Today. It's available wherever you get your podcasts, YouTube, pretty much everywhere. Okay, and today we are talking about the Pelicans winning 112-91 over the Los Angeles Clippers. Just a straight-up dominant game for New Orleans after the first quarter. We have to talk about the first quarter. They figured it out, but they really did look out of sorts. And you had guys step up, and you need to. But it makes it easier when you're not looking for three, four, five, six guys to step up, which is kind of what you're doing when three starters are out. And when Zion is the guy back and such a focal point of this team and the center of everything they were doing, right? You know, you have NBA players that that joke about the earth being the center of the universe or being flat. Zion's the center of everything to do with the New Orleans Pelicans. This dude is the sun here. And when you get him back, it just makes life easier for everybody, even if you're missing players like Brandon Ingram. But Zion being so centered to everything they do opens guys up to do more. And one of them, let's start with Devontae Graham. We'll get into Najee Marshall in a second. Because this is a guy I've been very hard on, but he's played pretty well these past number of games, stepping up when he needed to. And in this game, you really saw what they were looking for with him when they signed him last year to play off of Zion and be an open three-point shooter, be a spot-up guy who can also make difficult three-point shots if need be. That's almost his specialty. And he was good in this one. If he just steps in and makes his three-pointers, I'm happy. I'm happy. And he was three of six. He only took six shots. They were all threes, and he made half of them with two of the assists coming from Zion. Perfect. Beautiful. I don't need anything else from him. 
But you're seeing him try harder on the defensive side of the ball than we've seen from him in the past. He's trying to go for blocks and make plays in ways that he hasn't before. And he's still good enough at orchestrating an offense, particularly to big men. He had two assists to Zion, two assists to Jonas Valanciunas. He recognizes when to get them the ball he does, and then he lets them do their thing. That's perfect. He also grabbed a couple of strong boards for New Orleans when they were struggling with that at a period of time in this game. So give him a lot of credit. He deserves it. Being off ball, staying level and providing an outlet with Zion, level with the ball. So if Zion's down low, he's getting to the opposite corner so that Zion can make that wraparound pass to him. And you saw him drain those. Perfect play from him in this one. I got no complaints. He was a plus 14 off of the bench. You also saw Najee Marshall get another start and excel. He was the third leading scorer for New Orleans in this one with 17 points. He did a little bit of everything. Three of five from deep. He's giving you he's giving you more offense than Herb Jones is giving you, but he's not giving you that extreme level of defense, but he's trying. He is certainly trying. He had two steals in this one. He should have had three, and the refs called that he didn't have possession, so therefore didn't get the steal. And he should have had three that led to three fast breaks that were easy points for New Orleans. And when you look at his past three games now, with him really stepping up and doing what he can, 17.7 points per game, five rebounds, 3.3 assists. He's shooting 57% from the field and 43% from deep. That is a man stepping up, Earning rotation minutes going forward and giving the Pelicans some more depth. You don't want him to be the number one guy and just ripping shots. But when he needs to be the third, fourth guy, which he was in this game, it works. He had 13 shots, which is the fourth most on this team behind CJ, behind Zion, behind Trey Murphy. I don't mind that especially in a game where you don't need Jonas to go out and score like he does down low and to simply just be a passing threat. Najee being your guy taking the fourth most shots, that'll work. He was great in this one. Again, a really well-rounded stat line, doing everything you needed from him and most importantly, hitting threes. He's a credible threat out there right now. He gives you energy on defense that makes the others rise to his level. A great performance from him. Also, Larry Nance Jr., by the way, seven of nine in this one. Nine rebounds, 15 uh, 15 points. We'll talk about him and the rest of the defense coming up next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Because, by the way, they were just, they were good. They were really good defensively. This is what we were hoping to see out of the Pelicans. So that's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team, including a bonus show over the weekend. We'll have more of those. And I can't wait for the Friday home game against the Golden State Warriors. That's going to be a fun one. Probably um, Brandon Ingram returning to the lineup too. Hopefully, hopefully he's doing okay, recovering from the concussion and getting back into the swing of things. But I'm hopeful we'll be able to see him back here in New Orleans. And the Pelicans have one more game on this road trip, a very winnable game, hopefully. Hopefully I didn't just jinx it against the Los Angeles Lakers on Wednesday night. The Lakers who don't have a win at all so far. And now for your second listen, go check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. Seriously, get caught up on everything you need around the sports world. And also, if you just want to get caught up around the NBA, Monday through Friday, we have the Locked On Game to Game NBA. I do a minute quick video after each game. All those get compiled into one show. 
So you can get everything you need around the league in like 15 minutes. It's absolutely awesome. It gives you really good perspective on what you need to know around the NBA. And today we're talking about the Pelicans just rolling over the Los Angeles Clippers. 112-91, getting the win, getting it done, and they were excellent in this. Offensively, they looked good. We knew they were going to look good in this one with Zion back, and it makes it super easy for other guys to just slot into their roles and do those roles perfectly. But defensively, they struggled against the Phoenix Suns, and for the first quarter, looked a little bit lost, even at times in the first half, looked a little bit lost against the Los Angeles Clippers. The Clippers, you know, kept it okay in the first quarter and then the second quarter the offense really started to get going for periods of time where New Orleans couldn't really defend and though they limited them look they held the Clippers to 91 points we can't really say the defense was bad at any point in time they struggled sometimes rebounding they struggled sometimes with just communication and as that went on things ended up being fine but a hero in this one I thought was Larry Nance Jr. There was a period, a play in the late in the third or the fourth quarter where he played one-on-one defense. I forget against whom, maybe it was Reggie Jackson. And he was awesome. Stayed with him, fought hard to force a contest. That was a missed shot. They grabbed an offensive board and then Larry went back up and basically blocked the shot, altered the shot, got the, off, uh, the defensive rebound after that. Just doing everything he could in this one. The Pelicans at times were struggling to grab defensive boards. The Clippers were at one point just collecting a ton, not an overwhelming amount, but getting a bunch of long rebounds on missed threes. And Larry Nance Jr. decided to go in there and go, nah, we're going to stop doing that right now. He was active on the defensive glass, really fighting for boards, being in the right position. You saw him taking like a step back closer to the three-point line on defense after a shot to be in position to collect those long rebounds. Same for Zion Williamson. He's not known as a defensive rebound. Nine defensive boards from him in this one. CJ McCollum chipping in five. Najee Marshall chipping in five. All of these guys, Trey chipping in five. Team defensive rebounding, they ended up with 50 rebounds on the night, 38 on the defensive glass. Once they kind of clamped down on that side of the ball, they looked good. They were all in communication, switching when they needed to switch, knowing who to play drop coverage against, and trying to force guys into taking tough, long three-pointers like Reggie Jackson Jr., who went one of seven in this game. And some of those looks were not great. So when you have the defense playing like that, this is a key to their season if they want to be a top team this year. And they do. And you're going to need to have a near top 10 defense if you want to be a true contender. Well, they're starting to kind of put that all together. You're seeing strong individual performances. Trey has really done well the past couple games there after a shaky start, I thought. You see guys like Jose Alvarado battling for position in there. You even have Devontae Graham attempting to block shots, and he probably had a clean block in this one that they called a blocking foul, but he got ball first and went straight up. Forward. You even had Jackson Hayes in there altering a couple of shots in limited minutes. You had Zion, despite some miscommunication on the perimeter with Trey at one point, altering shots against guys. Not blocking shots, but getting into the lane, making a somewhat contest that forces a guy while in air to alter his movement, his moment when he's shooting. And when he does that, they miss. And the team's able to grab the defensive board and then get down and start trying to play fast, which is what they want to do. And when you have Najee Marshall flying around on defense, kind of playing like a center fielder, free safety of sorts, because everyone else is doing such a good job one-on-one against their, uh, their mark who they're supposed to defend, 
It allows for those easy, fast break opportunities in this team to, again, get out and run defense to offense, as Antonio Daniels would say. And it's a big part of the reason why they won this game. Now, the Clippers looked out of sorts, too. They're coming in on a three-game losing streak. Paul George had missed some time because he was sick. You didn't have Kawhi Leonard in this one, so you've got to kind of keep that in mind with this win. But they limited a lot of the big threats. They forced guys like Norman Powell off the bench to try and beat this team. John Wall wasn't able to get super hot and start trying to score like he's capable of doing. And if you're letting Reggie Jackson try and beat you, you have a better chance of winning than if it's Paul George who went 5 of 19 in this one and 2 of 8 from 3. Not letting him really get to his spots and feel comfortable in this one. New Orleans, physical, did what they needed to do. And it was a strong team win just all around, offensively, defensively. You really couldn't ask for a ton more in this one and so I'm very happy with the win even though it would have been nicer to get that win with Kawhi Leonard out there but whatever now you're looking at this road trip you're one in one you're going into LA again to play the Lakers who are really struggling and you know you definitely want to beat them this could end up being a two and one west coast road trip which is huge for this team four and two right now after the horrific start they got off to last year and just usually get off to to be at four and two with a tough schedule where you're on the road more than and more than at home this is a dream start for the pelican season and why people are really looking at them and why we have such high expectations when you get a team performance like this with guys stepping up like Najee marshall jose alvarado hopefully cj getting his shot back I'm excited for the next couple of games, and I hope you are as well, and I hope you subscribe to the Locked On Pelicans podcast. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.